Hi, and welcome to Super Anti-Aging Podcast with myself, Steve Halpern. The goal of this podcast is to give you the latest scientific and nutrition information to make a difference in your life. It breaks my heart, and I'm sure it does my listeners to see young people and the whole comorbid issue, comorbid conditions of people dying from corona. And yet the question, why? Why do some people just get the virus and they're asymptomatic and there's no real problem? And other people, it's can lead to death and long-term disability from complications. I think that's a very important question to be asking even during this crisis. The why part. Well, science does have the information. Unfortunately, this information has not been part of mainstream medicine. It's been left to the scientists or the nutritionists. And it's oxidative stress. Oxidative stress is a biochemical process necessary for life. The closest analogy is a campfire and the rocks around the campfire and you want high enough rocks so that the fire doesn't burn down the forest. Corona complications burning down the forest. The infection increases the campfire or oxidative stress as a defense mechanism. Unfortunately, in many people, it's uncontrolled and then damages the system. Even some of the corona treatments, like high-flow oxygen, can increase oxidative stress. What are some reasons? Well, you can have a G6PD deficiency, a gene deficiency, where you don't make sufficient glutathione. You can have sickle cell anemia, also producing less glutathione, which is kind of interesting because it seems to be very p- more predominant in the African American population which has a high level of sickle cell so why again the question why well again most medical students don't even cover oxidative stress It's certainly not part of ICU systems, oxidative stress. And we really don't have any mainstream pharmaceuticals. The closest is N-acetylcysteine, which is used for liver poisoning from Tylenol. And they're considering and and doing some uh, intravenous N-acetylcysteine clinical trial should be mainstream. But there's so many, you know, better ways of increasing antioxidants and glutathione. The problem is, again, we're dealing with the so-called nutritional war of mainstream against supplements. So supplements, you just, you know, urinate them out. It don't really do anything. There's no clinical work on this. Blah, blah, blah. We've heard this for decades. The truth is, supplements have lots of science behind them if the critics do their homework. So how can you increase your antioxidant 
system. Well, you want things in increased glutathione and turn on antioxidant gene systems. Sulforaphane, which is a byproduct of broccoli, sprouts especially, or broccoli seed, which is even better, and that can be converted to sulforaphane, which then turns on the antioxidant gene system. It also has antiviral, sulforaphane has antiviral properties, and many, many research studies, over 3,000 research studies on sulforaphane, and uh, of course I recommend the best the best is a Vitalica physician. That's a patented broccoli seed. You can eat sprouts if you want. Please don't shop around for cheapo nonsense products that claim the sulforaphane. Sulforaph is unstable. And they have no proof that you're actually going to make sufficient sulforaphane. And many of the sprout products, the same thing. I mean, eat sprouts if you want. Don't count on just the broccoli. That's not going to do it. Okay. So let me move on here to uh, other things. You can take glutathione in whatever form you'd like, whether it's... Uh, I'm not crazy about transdermal glutathione, but liposomal glutathione, glutathione powder, which I recommend and recommending for almost 30 years. You can find it at Talking Herbals, TalkingHerbals.com. You can also find Vitalica Physician at TalkingHerbals.com. Glutathione is extremely safe, and I've had so many decades of benefit with glutathione. Vitamin C, of course, is an antioxidant. And taking a couple of grams of vitamin C makes perfect sense. There's been some interesting work on uh, liposomal C, and I think that's also a way to go. You might supplement liposomal C with regular vitamin C. What else can we do? Well, there's a whole... Again, I'll go through briefly the list, and if anyone wants to contact me at uh, stevennutrition at gmail.com. If I'm contacted at stevennutrition at gmail.com, stevennutrition at gmail.com, or vitalica supplements at gmail.com. I'd be happy to supply the whole list and many research articles. Things like alpha lipoic acid, very, very important. Ashwagandha, which can act as an inhibitor of the entry of the virus into the cell, also has antioxidant action. As I said, there are many, many blueberries, of course. Blueberries, aronia, all the polyphenols from the berry family. And there's a long, as I said, I mean, a Google search looking up, you know, food based antioxidants. I'm sure many different antioxidants. Sufficient vitamin E, tocotrienol, vitamin E, very important. 
again, do your homework. Look up antioxidants and infection, oxidative stress and infection. And you'll find so much, so much research. Oh, I know I have to get on, <laughs> I have to get on the stick and do a blog and put this into writing so people can pass this on. As I said, there's so much, so much information out there. But it's, you know, it's complicated, yet it's simple if you understand the principle. So please share this information, share this podcast. Uh, you can put my contact, you can put questions on the podcast. And I thank you very, very much for listening. Please subscribe so I see who's listening. I don't share it. It's confidential. But it motivates me when I see you're going to get the latest uh, podcast, the latest, uh, and I get to share my work. Thanks again. This is uh, Steve Halpern. Thank you for listening.